Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe, purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on yet another episode of Homeownership and Marriage. I'm Brittany Lowe. And I'm Jarrell Lowe. And we are the Lowe Property Team. Yep. Today, we're just really going to be talking about other people's opinions. And I think that Mm. this conversation, more or less topic, stemmed from a lot of conversations that we're having with our clients as of recently, with the, I would even say, um, kind of what's happening in the market. You know, the other day, we were speaking with a potential new buyer And they had expressed that, you know, they understood that the interest rate was a little higher than normal, but that they wanted to buy, but that they had plenty of family telling them, no, 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 now's not a good time. Wait, do this or do this. And I think sometimes, you know, when Jarell and I were on the way home, just driving and talking about it is, I think sometimes people get so, I don't want to say caught up, but get Mm -hmm. so hindered by making a decision due to other people's opinions. So other people's opinions are great. They provide great context, um, you know, for rational thinking and decision-making. But I think for some items in particular, it's really just a hindering block. So we just wanted to dive into that today, share our experience, our client's experience, and hopefully you're able to take something from it and apply it. If you are from the same era that I'm from, you understand OPP. Yeah, you know me, right? That's that old 90s hip hop. But more importantly, uh, sticking to the script, we spend so much of our lives trying to control people's opinions of us, right? And as Brittany shared, there's going to be a ton of people. There's going to be a ton of family members, friends, a ton of clients, whatever it is, we all experience this with people having opinions about what we want to do as individuals, what we want to do as in our professional world, and what we're trying to do in the business. And what's important to understand is those other, that is to understand other people. Other people's opinions are great for sounding sounding boards. It's also great to get that fresh lens or fresh set of eyes on a situation. But at the end of the day, it's not the end-all be-all, right? And that's what we're trying to yield in this conversation about OPP. Mm -hmm. And I think something also to note is that in our own life, there's a lot of folks that use that other people's opinions based off of, okay, this is the validation for the reason that I'm going to go with X, Y, Z, right? I'm for, I'll speak for myself because Jarell and I are both very different when it comes to other people's opinions. Uh, If I think something is great, I don't, well, it might be a bad thing. I don't use a lot of folks for a soundboard. I, if I think it's great, I'm a risk taker. I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. And if I fail, okay, I'll figure it out. Jarrell prefers sometimes, you know, with big life decisions to call those in his circle and say, hey, you know, I want to get your thoughts on this, right? So his process is a little bit different. But again, there's no right or wrong yeah, yeah. with the process. What I think it comes down to is being able to make that decision 
and not have it be fully relied on, oh, well, this person said this. So this is, since Jeff Bezos said this, this is the route I'm going to take, right? You don't need that validation factor. Sometimes in situations, you have to just take a risk. Um, In other situations, getting other people's opinions are helpful and necessary. Um, And I think just like you said, Brittany, it's the validation that we struggle with, right? What are you talking about? Well, If we reflect back to our middle school, high school days, right, our goal was to be the most popular. Our goal was to be liked by everyone, to be, have great friendships and have everyone in our our world be a part of that circle. As we grow older in life, it's not that we stop dealing with other people's opinions, but that we stop, uh, let me be care. let me be cautious how I rephrase this. We stop caring or giving them the authority of that opinion to have meaning in my life. Does that make sense? Like, I'm thinking, we are not in control of other people's opinions, but what we are in control of is forgiving them for their opinions or allowing or giving them authority of having those opinions, but those opinions not impacting what I'm doing as an individual. And I think that's the maturation that we all need to go through, right? At some point, we experienced the middle school, high school deal where we were trying to be, uh, what, what is it in the yearbook? World's, uh, no, not world. It's, the best of yeah, classes. Yeah, best, whatever it is, right? We were looking for that because we wanted to be liked by everyone. But I think what's important to understand is the closer that you align yourself to who you truly are and being okay with being authentically that, the closer you're going to find that small tribe that accepts you for truly who you are. Well, and a big part of that too comes with having confidence in yourself, confidence in your decisions, your path that you're going on. But more so than anything, kind of going back to what Gerald just stated is a lot of that comes from having a healthy boundary. Mm. There's plenty of people that are going to give you unsolicited advice. And there's some people that it they take it to heart and, you know, but... For me, for instance, it just goes in one ear and out the other because, you know, for some folks, they're just going to let you know. And that's okay. That's their personality, right? Like Jarrell said, you can't change their opinions. You're not going to be able to change their actions. The only person you can change is yourself. So I think something that we always, again, and how we're relating this back to just our daily work, and it's crazy because we have these weird in-depth conversations that are layers of a simple comment. And for us, we're always thinking in the lens of how can we best support our clients with what they're going through? And this was something as of recently that coming up, you know, clients that said, oh, I wanted, you know, to buy or, oh, I wanted to sell right now. Uh, what what would you do? What would you, would you wait? Would you not? Would you, you know, but yes, we can answer that for you, but that's only based on our own current goals, our own current life experiences. Yeah. What it always comes down to and what we always encourage and share is it has to come down to your your goal planning, your three to six to 12 month plan. And if that decision falls in line with that, of course, it's a great decision to make. If yeah. it doesn't, then it's not. It, it's pretty It's pretty black and white. Absolutely. And I think that's the hard part. We live in this world where we twist ourselves into a life we don't even want, but we do it because we're trying to please other people and their opinions. Now, even at your age or where you're at now, we all experience that question of, are they going to like what I'm wearing? Did I say the right thing? Did I offend them? Will they accept me if I decide to make this career change? And this is where it's led us today because we overheard the client talking about 
well, I got a call back. Their family was back east, and they were looking to get a home. And I said, yeah, you know, take your time. Discuss it with your family and make it make sense for you. But at the end of the day, somebody in North Carolina is going to have an opinion about what you're doing in California, and that you have to make a decision. Do you allow that opinion to impact your goals here in California? Well, and it comes back down to fear. Yeah, and what I think we have to understand, as much as we love people, as much as it's friends, family, and whoever, the biggest challenge you're going to experience in life is going against family that you see something different. Our clients wanted to buy a home, and on the, on the way home, me and Brittany were just re- reminiscing, talking about, man, when we became realtors. Literally, literally. We read it in a book, we heard it in a podcast, and they said your first clients are not going to be people that know you. It's going to be people that don't know you because your family is usually the last to get on board with this new career change. And they were like, dude, why are you Why are you guys going into real estate? Why are you doing that? That's dumb. That's a waste of time. And in reality, it was like, but we have a goal for ourselves. We see the joy that we experience through it and how we love supporting clients through this process. But it was hard for us to get through those first six months until we were able to show, no, we are closing clients. No, we're actually doing this. And now it's like the family's on board. And it's like, hey, yeah, Jarrell and Brittany are doing it. Hey, yeah, they're, they're actually having a good time with it. But at first, it was a lot of speculation. It was a lot of doubt. It was a lot of what if. And it was like, dude your emergency, your fears don't necessarily have to be our fears. And where we live is in a space of let's write down what we need and want. Let's decide what the plan is. And please, I don't want to portray this as we have mastered it, but it's important to understand how to navigate other people's opinions. It's a daily habit, right? Because we've been so conditioned as children, I got to please mom, dad. I got to please grandma, grandpa. I got to please teacher, professor. And we get to this place all through life where it's like, what do I want to do? What am I trying to do? What was helpful for me in understanding other people's personality, other people's opinions, and like what Drell is talking about is to do a deeper dive into understanding myself. Yeah. Those silly, what do they call them? Um, those little disc tests or those little personality tests. You know, there, there's so many of them, so many of them out there. You can literally type anything into Google. Just understanding yourself, right? In, in tight decisions, what kind of person are you? In emotional, um, difficult times, what kind of person, what comes out of you? So I think it's helpful to figure out the personal side first. And then once you know who you are and how you operate in different situations, then when other people are, for instance, might be giving advice or you might be speaking with, you can then navigate for yourself and say, oh, okay, well, if I'm a risk taker and that doesn't scare me and I'm speaking to somebody that is incredibly fearful of taking any risk and that they are going to take the complete opposite route, of course their opinion based on mm. what I'm asking them is going to be different. Let me let me find somebody who is similar to my personality. Let me find somebody who's not and then be able to decipher yeah. from there what's beneficial for you. But I think, again, it just it comes back down to self instead of trying to figure out what is the best decision that I should make for myself based on what other people are giving me. And I think that's where we need to start with this, right? And if we're going to be transparent, I think it is self that 
is the issue, right? It's not other people's opinions because the honest truth, we cannot control other people's minds. No matter how much I like it, dislike it, agree with it, I cannot control the way Brittany is thinking, right? So for me, it's really none of my business what which Brittany's thinking about me, right? Or us or what what I'm trying to do. Well, I, probably a bad example because we're in a partnership or in a relationship. Yeah, but it would drive you crazy. You're trying to understand my yeah, mind, vice versa. So that's let's just let that I, go. <laughs> I think the true release happens the moment we let go of trying to control every aspect of how they think and or accept us. Yeah, and that that takes work though, right? That's it's easier just to sit here and say, oh, okay, well, just don't let it affect you. But I'm pretty sure with any of you listening right now, if there's a wonderful thing that is happening, if you got a job promotion or if something bad happened, you're you're probably on the way home from work calling a few different people because that's your daily routine. That's mm-hmm. what you do. And that is okay. But I think what's would be more beneficial is really putting in work to understand yourself personally, Absolutely. professionally. And then just like we always say, continuing to grow, right? For us, we're trying to continue to grow as individuals. We're trying to grow as indiv- partners in our in our marriage, in our business. And we feel that folks that are, are listening to our podcast also feel the same way and yeah. they want that. So we want to be able to, like we said, talk about things that are relevant. But as it pertains to this, I think it it's just helpful just to start some self-work. And like we always say, if you don't even know where to start, heck, we are not life coaches, but we have a lot of experience in a lot of different areas, especially as it pertains to real estate. And this is, again, just a common theme that we're seeing with a lot of folks. Market shifts, this is always something that there's a lot of talk around. And it takes people, I would say buyers, I would say sellers, a lot more time to make a decision of what they're going to do as opposed to last year or the year before when homes were going left and right like hotcakes. Everyone's on the fringe because we want a fortune teller and that's not going to happen. But to get back to OPP, right, we have to understand the reason why people like you or like us or dislike us is not based on how we control or how we perform our people-pleasing acts. I mean, does that make sense? We all do it. It's a daily thing that we do. I want to wake up and I want to make try to give Brittany the best, but in my actions, she might not interpret that, but I can have a responding emotion to that. I have to do my acts out of the service, and however she interprets it is how she interprets it. Whether it's she misinterpreted or regardless of what the outcome is, I can't be emotionally attached to what her response is. I'm doing it because I want to do it. And if I show up, and this is what we've learned in our marriage so far, just be authentic. Be 100% authentic who you are. And if you show up as yourself, being who you are and not hiding the areas you didn't want those people to see, I find myself, maybe you find yourself, closing in on who that tribe is. And I've spoke about it and Brittany referenced it. But dude, I have my Fab Five. I do have my circle that I communicate with daily. And it's not that I'm going to them for approval or acceptance. I just like to listen to their wisdom or their experience. One gentleman, just for a quick reference, is my youth pastor. 
give me understanding on this big decision I'm going to make or what are your thoughts or, you know, I'm thinking about going this direction. And what he shares is not necessarily the actions I'm going to take, but I like what he shared to give me perspective on validating what I already know I need to do. And so oh, sometimes you don't need people to do that. Sometimes people prefer to get opinions or extra information from elsewhere, you know, listening to podcasts, reading. Um, There's a variations of different ways to get the information. Sometimes people want to see the statistical data that shows that this is the route that they should take. Just like we talk about investors, they just need the numbers to make sense for them. And then there's no emotion attached to it. They're going with that if it shows them that. So, you know, I, again, I, well, I also giggle because Darrell talks about, showing up as yourself is so important because my goodness, if we could sit here and tell you the amount of times that clients first meet us and it's a daunting thing to meet with a realtor and say, okay, this I'm thinking about buying a house. First of all, I don't even know if you know I want to work with you, but this is my potential plan and here's this and this. And what we always talk about is and do is putting our clients first, right? Yes. And we've like we've said before, we have a very family-oriented business feel. And so it makes me giggle sometimes because I think back to those clients after the first meeting and they said, wow, this is, you know, kind of a breath of fresh air. I I thought that it was just going to be a lot more formal and that I was going to have to come with X, Y, Z. And you you guys are a little different, right? So for us, that's something that we pride ourselves on because we know when we hear those things that when we're doing business with clients that they're seeing our authentic true selves, yes, from a business standpoint to get the job done. But they they are feeling that. So yeah. I love that. I love hearing that. And I just don't want it to be interpreted as preaching to say, be your authentic self. We want to share and back up the stories that we've heard from our past clients and people, friends, family that we work with, that that's something that we're embodying also. Yeah. And I think if I can be transparent with this, just as we've had those great conversations, we've also had those challenging conversations where we didn't fill in with them. And I think the great thing, and I continue, I continue, sorry, blah, 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 blah. But I continue to say this, the greatest gift that we have is we're able to diagnose. We're able to decompress this together. You know, when we first started in real estate, it was like, man, she ghosted me. I met her at Starbucks and I don't know what's happening. We've created some new strategies. We've gone through coaching on how to change our approach and it just comes back to that, that it comes full circle to the point of just be who you are and you're not meant for everybody. And the sooner you can get to understanding that, it's it's always a great thing. And I, growing up in the country, you know, my family is a little different and they always say you can be the juiciest peach in the world, but there's always going to be someone that doesn't like peaches. Yeah, and that that's really what it comes down to is that some people are going to want to work with you, some people aren't. Even when I found our business banker that we worked with, I probably interviewed and talked to about three of them. And then I picked one based on a feel and the personality. And that's okay because we've also had plenty of conversations where we said, you know what? We loved meeting with you. We're kind of getting the feeling that this might not be a good fit here. We'd love to refer you to XYZ because we think at this point, and kind of what you're looking for is not something that we can provide. And that's okay. That That's business in general. That's not just real yeah, estate. That's yeah. that's just doing good business and not forcing something that, that's not meant to be there. It's, it's, it's hard in the beginning, right? 
But when you get yourself to a place when you emotionally detached, right, where you can do that hard conversation initially, that's going to provide the best opportunity and experience for the client that you might be referring to somebody else who they better align with, right? Yeah. And this, that's not to say that we're, you know, pushing clients off. No, we want the client to have excellent service. We want them to understand that this process is going to be seamless and we're going to connect you with somebody that's better aligned. But we value and truly believe in who we are as individuals and what we both bring as individuals to this business collectively. And it's okay. It's okay if you don't like these peaches. But you know what? There's somebody out there that absolutely loves them. And that's why, right, when we're talking about other people's opinions, the reason I believe, right, the reason why we don't want people to not like us is because in our mind, we believe that that interpretation means that we're unlikable. And then we have to sit with that when it's absolutely not true. It's not true. One person's experience is not going to dictate what everyone's experiences is or are. What you have to understand, like Brittany is sharing, and what we have to do daily is remind each other, what is our promise to each other? What are our goals in the business? And are we working actively every day to give 110% to you myself, and to this business and our clients. And I think that's where Brittany's nailing it with, you have to do the self-work before you can internalize what people think or say about you. Because the naysayers are out there, right? We live in a world where it's so easy to comment, give a negative review, give an opinion that you've never experienced. And now that person has to sit on it and hold it like, dang, what did I do? What could I have done different? What could I have done better? And the reality is there's nothing that could have been done different or even better because you gave everything possibly that you could have given, but they're going to keep getting the result that they want because they haven't dealt with who that, that monster in their own back, they're on, they're on their shoulders or the monkey on their shoulders, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And I think the understanding is please don't harm yourself going through this process and understand you're not for everybody. We're not for everybody, but we enjoy having conversations, uh, hanging out. We enjoy all that, but we also, on the flip side, understand not everybody's going to be aligned with us, and that's okay. I believe, and I'll, I'll finish on this and I'll let Brittany go ahead and have it. I believe as you get older, you realize the value lays in disconnecting from people's opinions, growing closer to your tribe. And once you find your tribe, my goodness, now we have the greatest weekends. We have the greatest, we might check in once or twice a month with them, wine nights, whiskey nights, cigar guys, you know, whatever the case may be, it's 100% authentic because I don't have to continue to fake or present this person that's not real no, I can I can be vulnerable. I can be that person and they're going to be 100% them and that relationship's going to be built on a foundation that's strong. That's why I say other people's opinions is important to relegate, not let it impact you, but it's also like Brittany said, important to do the self-work first. Mhm. I yeah, I would just say, you know, in wrapping everything up and the points that we spoke about one, addressing fear and taking that head on first is super important. Two, is having those healthy boundaries of allowing 
folks to have opinions on your life or putting the boundary that, you know what, at this moment, at this time, I, I the unsolicited advice is staying at the door. You know, that door is not opening. Yeah. That would be number two. And number three is, you know, making sure that you're, one, doing that self-work, right? Figuring out how you how you navigate personally in specific situations to then say, okay, what kind of person am I? So then once I know who I am, once I start to gather those other people's opinions, right? Once I start to find those people that I want to get get a soundboard from or even the information or resources that I'm going out to that that they all align. I, I would say that that's just a good starting point yeah. in terms of tangible items that are, easy to do, I would say today, tomorrow, you know, if this is something that is is also in the back of your mind, well, you know, I have a big decision coming up and I haven't made a move on it because X, Y, and Z. I or think- if you made the decision and somebody has a comment or thought about it, maybe it's time to disconnect from those comments and stay connected to what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. right? Again, it just, it goes back to having that plan, sticking to that plan and executing that plan. So that's really what I would say. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode. Um, you know, we love hopping on here and really just talking about so many different items that we're hearing from our clients, that we're listening, that we're reading to. So if you have something that you specifically want us to speak on or that you have questions about, please provide feedback. Yeah, don't hesitate to reach Let's out. Grow together. We love constructive criticism in all areas. Absolutely. Um, so and follow who's us. Down with o- OPP. Yeah, you oh, know goodness. Me. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on all platforms. Um, we'd love you to like, subscribe, and continue to share our podcast with as many folks as you can. Awesome. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.